Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Hello and welcome to the Room Around League podcast. I'm your host, former NFL scout, Tyler Rome. Today's episode, look at the initial 53-man roster. There weren't too many surprises, but I think there will be some changes before the ball kicks off on September 11th versus the Jaguars. This team needs some more linebacker and DB depth going into the season, and after the first round of 53 on Tuesday, they made some waiver claims, getting guys like uh, Castro Fields from the 49ers, and uh, also Rashad Wild Goose from the Jets. Also made a linebacker addition, bringing back the old John Bostic, and we'll get more into that um, as we get into the meat of this podcast. Real football's right around the corner, lots of previews, so here we go. I think, obviously, going to start first with Brian Robinson Jr. Um, obviously, just such a crazy, sad story that he was, you know, uh, involved in something like that. Um, obviously, to, no, to no, nothing of his doing. Uh, obviously, the most important thing is that he's healthy. Um, all can consider he's alive. It wasn't something that's, you know, obviously going to tear his NFL career, uh, from what it seems. Um, he actually was put on the NFL um Notable injury list today, and he's going to be that takes him out the first four weeks of the season. That's to be expected. Obviously, what he just went through, I don't see how he's going to be back any quicker than that. If apparently there's reports he would be back at week five, I think that'd be crazy. Um, and that'd be you know a great time for the team. He can be back against Tennessee that week, they can get him and Chase Young back that same week because Chase Young will be eligible for to return that week as well to be a big boost uh, for the team going forward. You know, Brian Robinson seemed like he took a hold of that starting running back job after Antonio Gibson's um, troubles with fumbles continued. And Ryan Robinson's the guy is a one-cut runner. He's going to get up field. Um, he's a bruiser. He seeks contact. Um, someone that Ron obviously took a liking to um, from day one. And, again, he was going to start a running back. So it's going to be a big loss. Uh, it puts Antonio Gibson back into the spotlight. He can do it. He was a 1,000-yard rusher last year. He needs to hold on to the ball. Um, he needs to be more decisive with his cuts, trust his instincts. Um, when he does, like a game against the Giants last year, the regular season finale, that shows you what he can do. If he can you know, put it together a week after week, he can be a top 10 running back. Um, so he, the talent's there. He just has to be more consistent. Um, he's still learning the right position. I know it's you know year three for him. Some fans don't want to hear that, but he's still, you know, when you play one position your whole life and then switch to running back or another position, it's going to take more than two or three years then to get assimilated to it. So I still have faith in Gibson. I'm glad he's going to be a starting running back for this team going forward. Um, and he deserves that opportunity. Obviously, the fumbles is a big part of that. But, you know, with Brian Robinson out, Gibson's back as a lead dog. J.D. McKissick's going to be, you know, third down back like he usually is, one of the best in the league at that. And then, um, you know, Jonathan Williams is going to be on the roster as well. He made the roster over Jarrett Patterson. Um, he's a big bruising type of running, running back. Um, he made he was on the team for the second half of the year after coming off the practice squad. So, you know, he's a guy that, you know, has familiarity with the offense. Um, looking at the roster as a whole, obviously the quarterbacks were set pretty much since the draft when they draft Sam Howell. I mean, he's going to be the number three quarterback, had a really strong preseason, showed that he eventually could be a backup for this team and will be a backup for this team, I think, in 2023 after Heineke's contract expires. Yeah, Heineke is the backup, obviously is solid um, for what he is. He's a good backup quarterback in the NFL, and then Carson Wentz is a starter. Um, obviously, they, they invested a good amount into him this offseason with that trade. Hopefully he, you know, delivers on that compensation because he has a lot of you know everyone knows the physical talent he has it's been inconsistent the last couple of years um he's working with probably his best offensive supporting cast um of all of his of his whole you know nfl career coming from philly the colts you got terry jahan curtis samuel cam sims deami brown logan thomas 
Gibson, Brian Armstrong Jr. when he comes back, J.D. McKissick. So, I mean, he has you know, a plethora of weapons to work from, and I hope Carson, and I expect Carson to have a pretty solid season for the Commanders. Then you look at the six wide receivers, no really surprise there, obviously, like I just mentioned. The five guys I just mentioned uh, on top, and then adding in Dax Mill, who's going to return punts. Gibson was going to return kicks before um, Brian Robinson went down, um, you know, with the uh, tragic shooting. So uh, I think, I don't know if he's still going to return kicks. Maybe it's going to be Dax Milne again. Danny Johnson's a guy that could do it too, but he didn't make the roster. So uh, maybe Milne's going to be a guy that returns kicks and punts. Um, he looked effective at punt returning in the, in the preseason. It still baffled me why they let DeAndre Carter leave and free into the Carter, excuse me, for the Chargers for basically nothing. That, I mean, he was basically got another league made on my contract. I don't know why the commanders did not offer him the same thing. He was the best returner this team's had probably since Brandon Banks. So um, it would have been nice to you know keep a guy like DeAndre Carter, but they're going to uh, rely on Dax Mill. And I'm really excited for these receivers. Uh, obviously, a huge fan of Terry. I think Jahan Dotson is going to push 1,000 yards as a rookie year. He has all the talent. He's just a little small for his, um, you know, an outside receiver, but he's going to play in the slot as well. But he's so refined in his route running. He's such a smart and cerebral player. He's going to, you know, have no problem adjusting the NFL, in my opinion. Then you have the five tight ends. I mean, they were for roster. Obviously, Logan, John Bates, Kurt, um, Curtis Hodges, Armani Rogers, and Cole Turner. Um, obviously, Curtis Hodges has soon been, excuse me, has soon been uh, moved to IR. Um, so now it's down to four tight ends. Um, obviously, Logan might not be ready week one, so those three tight ends could be Cole Turner, John Bates, and Armani Rogers. Armani Rogers showed a good report. Carson Wentz getting all those reps in him in preseason. So I think he's a really good three, number three tight end to start off with. He's only going to get better. He's very new to the position. Just moved to tight end after playing quarterback at Ohio University. Um, so it was nice to see an undrafted free agent like him make the roster because there's a potential there to at least be a backup tight end in the NFL. Because you're nine lineman, Charles Leno Jr., Andrew Norwell, Chase Roulier, Trey Turner, Sam Cosme. Trey Turner basically hasn't practiced all preseason and training camps. It's going to be interesting to see how you know, he fits in with the rest of the four guys on the offensive line. And then you got Wes Schweister, Sadiq Charles, Chris Paul, Cornelius Lucas to round out the nine uh, offensive linemen. There's a solid group of backup offensive linemen there. Schweister can play guard and center. Paul can play guard and tackle, but he's a better guard. Charles can play guard and tackle. He's a better guard. Cornelius Lucas, obviously, is a really good swing tackle in the NFL. Get your five DNs, Montez Sweat, James Smith-Williams, F.A. Obata, Shaka Tony, and Casey Tuhill. Um, Willie Bra- William Bradley King could have made the roster for Tony, but Tony is better, you know, first step off the line and a develop, excuse me, this displays a better edge and a bend, um, kind of off the, the edge of the offensive line. So I see why he made the roster. He had a good career at Penn State. He's going into his second year now. Hopefully he can provide some situational pass rushing these first four or five weeks, however long Chase Young is out, opposite of Montez Sweat. Obviously, James Smith-Williams is going to start, but, you know, Tony is going to get his um, reps to Hill, and so is F.A. Obata. F.A. Obata's a guy that's you know, had five sacks in a season. That's solid. Nothing to sneeze at. So he could be a guy that can, you know, get off the passer as well. Get your four D, D tackles, Jonathan Allen, Deron Payne. But Aaron Mathis and Daniel Wise. Daniel Wise can also play a little bit outside on the edge, um, but obviously Mathis, Payne, and Allen are true DTs and guys that are good, you know, very, very good in this league. John Allen's one of the best defense tackles in the NFL. I expect Deron to have a breakout year um, going into his contract year. He's, you know, going to want to put up numbers to get paid, and obviously that's no different than any, any other player that's trying to get paid. Uh, Mathis is a guy that's going to be stout against the run from day one. He's not going to bring you a lot um, rushing the passer, but he's going to be a guy that's going to stuff the run, um, rotating in with Payne and Allen. Going really quickly back to the defensive ends, Montez Sweat, I think, is going to have double-digit sacks this year. He's a guy who's looking for a second contract as well. He has a fifth-year contract, a fifth-year uh, picked up in April or May, whatever it was. So he has two years left on his deal. But I know the team's going to want to get him done sooner rather than later because he is a vital part of the defense going forward. So they start off with five linebackers, Cole Holcomb, Jamin Davis, David Mayo, Milo Effler, and Dejon Harris. 
in that initial 53. Since then, they cut David Mayo, they cut Dejon Harris before bringing back David Mayo and bringing back John Bausick, who's been in the league for two or three years. He's been with the Commanders the last two or three years. Um, he was with the Saints in the training camp. They cut him on cut day. Washington brought him back with the familiarity with the defense, which totally makes sense. You know, it's so different than Ron bringing every Carolina Panthers ever encountered to the Commanders. He likes the familiarity. So Bosick's now back in D.C. to back up Holcomb um, and, and, Jimmy, and Jamin Davis. So you, got your, you still have five linebackers now, Mayo, Bosick, Milo Effler, who's strictly an outside linebacker, very athletic, and be good on special teams. Had a good training camp. And then obviously, he and Jamin Davis takes a huge step forward um, in his second year and displays, you know, good starting linebacker capabilities. He has all the talent, just has to, you know, hone it in and realize it. And then Cole Holcomb's going to be the Mike linebacker, something he only played for a few games last year, but he's very confident about it. The team has to be confident about it because they didn't really bring in any competition for him. So Holcomb's another guy looking for a contract, going to a contract year. So, you know, um, he's going to have, you know, everything, all the intentions to have with the best year of his career. The initial 53 had four corners, Kendall kind of Fuller, William Jackson, the third, Benjamin St. Juice, and Christian Holmes. Holmes is a seventh-round rookie from Oklahoma State. He was a long corner. He had a good training camp, good um, – was solid in preseason, so no surprise he made the team. He made it over Corn Elder and Danny Johnson. Danny Johnson's been the, the commander's last five years. Um, and he's always been a good, solid special teamer. And, you know, when pressing a corner duty, he wasn't horrible. So um, he's back on the prize squad, though. Um, they did sign uh, Tarek Castro Fields from the 49ers, who was a sixth-round pick for them this past year. There's familiarity there because he was coached by Martin, Martin Mayhew's teammate um, at Penn State. He was a de- defensive backs coach there, so I'm sure Mayhew got some intel there. He's 6'1", 197. He's strictly outside corner. Um, going to get him going up against Jahan Dotson every day in practice, I'm sure, you know, made him a better corner. Dotson was Dotson's going to be a really good number two receiver in this league. Maybe, you know, outside chance to be a good number one receiver in this league, and that'd be great for the commanders that have two number ones in Terry and Jahan. Um, but getting back to Castro Fields, you know, he's from Alexandria, so a local guy. Not that that means anything, but it's a cool story that he's, you know, a Nova guy staying and playing uh, for his uh, local team. So I'm um, glad that he's going to, you know, be in the fold. They need corner depth, and they also brought in Rashad. Wild Goose from the Jets, cool name, Wild Goose, my biggest takeaway from there. <laughs> He's a 2021 Buffalo Bills six-round pick before getting cut by them, played him for the Jets last year in a couple games. He's out of Wisconsin. He's 5'10". He can play inside and outside. So it's good they're bringing in guys that you know, have some versatility there. They don't really have a true slot corner on this roster right now. Wild Goose is at least probably the closest to that. St. Juice is going to play in the slot this year, so that's going to be an interesting experiment um, to see how he does after playing outside predominantly his rookie year and really all you know three years in Minnesota. And you get your five DBs, Cam Curl. little concerned that he was in a sling at practice this week. Um, it seems like there's nothing to worry about. At least that's what everyone's leading on. Hopefully that's the case because he's a stud. He's going to have a breakout year for me, in my opinion, going into year three. Um, he's going to be a leader in that secondary. He basically is a leader in the secondary. Atlanta Collins is back. Um, and Bob McCain, obviously, is you know, guy's a leader as well going into his, I think, seventh or eighth year. Uh, and Bob McCain was banged up in practice, too, so he didn't practice. So hopefully those two guys are ready to go next Sunday against Jacksonville. Um, that's a good safety duo right there. And then Derek Forrest is going to play some in the Buffalo nickel role. He was a really good, strong safety at Cincinnati. He's better against the line, so it makes sense why he would be playing the Buffalo nickel. Um, Percy Butler is a guy that's really more of a true free safety, but he's going to probably get some reps at Buffalo nickel as well. Um, but you know, long term, I think he fits the free safety in this defense. And then Jeremy Reeves. Um, Great to finally see him make the initial 53-man roster. You know, Jeremy Reeves is a guy that's fought and battled to be on this team for the last, whatever it seems, three or four years. So it's really cool and nice to see him, you know, make the team out of, you know, training camp and preseason. He's always been a solid backup. You can count on him to, you know, 
at least not, you know, fall apart there when you bring him in at, you know, free safety. So and he can even start for you in a pinch and not do horrible and, you know, be a serviceable, adequate backup. So Jeremy Reeves is a good player to have on this team. I'm happy he made the initial 53-man roster. Then you have your three special team players, obviously Cameron Cheese and Joey Sly and Tressway. You know, Tressway is the longest tenured Washington player. Um, and probably will be for years to come because there's no reason for him not to be um, in D.C. He's one of the best punters in the league. Cheeseman going into his second year out of Michigan as a long snapper. And then Joey Sly is going through his first full year with the team after signing with the team halfway through the year last year. A little consistent preseason missing an extra point and a field goal. Um, so there's something to keep an eye on. If Brian Johnson, he was trying out for some other teams this week, um, he's still available. I'd try to maybe bring him back on the practice squad or keep him on speed dial in case Sly uh, continues to struggle. Um Obviously, uh, they did make some moves, some DBs and linebackers brought to the team. I think they still could use some more help with linebacker. I don't think anyone's really happy with David Mayo and John Massa being your backups, but it is what it is. They never really put too much of an on linebacker, um, really going back to the beginning of last year um, after drafting Jamin Davis. So I think they're okay with that. Now they have six corners. I don't expect them to make any more moves unless they find an upgrade over the two guys they brought in in Wild Goose and Castro Fields. But at least they needed some depth there, and they got it. Um, they brought, like I said, Corn Elder, Corn Elder and Danny Johnson are now in the practice squad. So they do have some depth um, if injuries, you know, come come calling. Obviously, safety-wise, uh, it would have nice been get, get Sean Parker in the practice squad, but he went to someone else's practice squad, and he had a nice, you know, couple games if they brought him in halfway through training camp. Uh, but they do have five safeties in the roster right there, so which is good to see. They did bring back everyone's favorite, mine including Troy Apke for some reason. I mean, I know Apke's a really good special teamer, but he's never going to give you anything on defense, so he is back in the organization, um, and someone I guess they could, you know, bring up if someone gets hurt. Um, you know, DBs and linebackers, like I said, I just hit on that. And then obviously it was interesting to have five tight ends make the roster, but it makes more sense now that Curtis Hodder has been put on IR. Um, hopefully Logan's ready to go week one, but if not, John Basie, your starting tight end against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Um, and obviously edge rushers, um, I'm really, you know, hoping to see those guys step up. Set of Montez, what, James Smith-Williams, Obata. Like I said, Obata's a guy that's, you know, played a lot these last couple of years just as a rotational rusher, and I expect him to do that here in Washington, especially with Kurt, uh, Chase Young out. Um, obviously fan base, myself included, can't wait to see Chase Young back. Um, I'm happy they put him on Pup. Now we need to rush him back. You know, everyone's seen what this franchise does when they rush their star player back and it'll be, you know, a catastrophic ending. So, you know, Chase needs to take as much time as he needs. That torn patella tendon on top of the ACL injury is no joke. You know, he injured it late November. So we're coming up in about 10 months. Um, so it's it's understandable it's taking this long. He probably it will be about 11 months probably by the time he's able to return at the earliest. So hopefully when he's ready to go, he's you know fully ready to go, fully healthy. He can make an impact for those last 13, 12 games, 11 games, whatever he ends up playing for this team. And you know even that time frame, he could still get double digit sacks. Chase Young is one of the most talented players this franchise has has had the last 10 years. And Chase Young um, is someone that's going to you know be a face of this franchise going forward as long as everything. Um, contributes and uh, trends in the right direction because like I said he is you know one of the most talented players this team has had in a while and I expect him to have a very good year this year um, might be a little bit of slow start but once he gets a stride going I expect him to have an impact like he did the second half of his rookie year well with that that includes the Ramon League episode we're just over a week away from week one versus the Jags this team is talent but really needs to shore up the depth of the defensive end um, obviously they made some you know additions to that cornerback room but if Kendall Fuller William Jackson third go down team's going to be in a world of trouble because then you're relying on Benjamin St. Juice and a seventh-round rookie in Christian Holmes to really start. But at least, like I said, they have a few more bodies and someone to work with in case something you know, bad happens injury-wise. 
I'll be back next week reviewing the first matchup, previewing the first matchup with the University of Jacksonville Jaguars. You can follow me on Twitter at NFLScout21 and Instagram at RomanLeague_Pod. Thanks for listening. Please rate and subscribe. This is your host, Tyler Roman, signing off. See you next time.